Mutability. Welcome to Nature's Lead. This is a podcast available at naturesleadcom that both examines and inspires a certain approach towards life that is based both on personal philosophies and on the writings of people such as Emerson and Thoreau. Please send any feedback to info at naturesleadcom or drop a comment onto the blog at naturesleadcom or even onto iTunes or wherever you get the feed from. And if you're new to the podcast, I encourage you to listen to any prior episodes to get a better feel for things. This is Series 1, Episode 12, Title, Unlocking Our Genius. Okay, welcome back. In this episode, I'll read many quotes from Emerson's famous Self-Reliance, which focuses on our inherent internal genius. So we'll get to that in a second, but first today's random window. It's definitely been a warm summer, but what a wonderful time in the year for the Northern Hemisphere as the sun comes overhead and heats our bones and blood to the point of perspiring. How could we ever be made more aware of being alive? The sun reminds us that we're here, reminds us of how fortunate we all are. What a wonderful seasonal gift. On to the main topic, unlocking our genius. Today, I'm going to dive back into Emerson, this time taking lines from one of his more famous works, Self-Reliance. I've taken out many lines from this work, some of them famous that you'll recognize, so I'll read through many of these and comment on them in relation to this overall theme of realizing and championing our own genius. I've made many references to this idea before. It is supremely important in life to disconnect our minds, at times, from the overwhelming weight the society heaves onto our overburdened conscious. These bound-up bales of fabricated knowledge are stacked up high, almost teetering our small, frail frames to a flattening collapse. If we can unhinge, if we can undo those screws from time to time and walk freely under our own volition, under our own true intent, under our own quiet nature, then those stretches of release would be the most memorable victories of life. Emerson's work talks passionately about the need to rely on your true nature and not to be influenced by custom. Here's a line near the beginning. To believe your own thought, to believe that what is true for you in your private heart is true for all men, that is genius. Then he mentions how various great thinkers, such as Plato and Milton, to whom we ascribe the highest merit, quote, spoke not what men but what they thought. This is a true phenomenon we see in business, the arts, just about any capacity of living we can think of. Often the most respected, the most successful, are the ones who did something their own personal way that was either slightly different or vastly different than the way everyone else did it. Whether it's Picasso and Cubism or Ray Kroc and the franchise McDonald's Hamburger, we see this commonality of self-reliance in every aspect of human life and history. Now, the goal of this is not to enable a path to riches or fame, for those individuals are no more victorious in life to me than the 35-year-old paper delivery guy who lives on a small boat and is happy and at peace with his life. But looking to people we all know, and who many admire, can be a great source of inspiration. Emerson states, A man should learn to detect and watch that gleam of light which flashes across his mind from within more than the luster of the firmament of bards and sages. Yet he dismisses without notice his thought, because it is his. 
This is the real crux of the problem. We all have genius within, but we have learned to react with rejection upon its innocent hatching from our self-imposed internal shell. Just as I referenced Picasso, Emerson uses art as a source of learning. Great works of art teach us to abide by our spontaneous impression with good-humored inflexibility than most when the whole cry of voices is on the other side. Emerson then goes on and talks about that that moment in all our lives when we realize that we have to accept who we are and begin to live for ourselves. There is a time in every man's education when he arrives at the conviction that envy is ignorance, that imitation is suicide, that he must take himself for better, for worse, as his portion, that though the wide universe is full of good, no kernel of nourishing corn can come to him but through his toil bestowed on that plot of ground which is given to him to till. Many studies show that a lot of people go through this in their 30s, I guess because their parents are getting older and are less vital in the churning machine of society, so living for them, or up to them, becomes less crucial. And many have kids by then, which further encourages or demands personal and local focus on people's private worlds at home, tucked away from direct, heavy interaction with civilization. Of course, technology has brought the world into our homes, so nowhere is sacred these days. Technology will be an upcoming episode, by the way, one I'm really looking forward to. I really like Emerson and appreciate his writing because it is uplifting and inspiring. Listen to this line. The power which resides in him is new in nature, and none but he knows what that is which he can do, nor does he know until he has tried. Emerson speaks of this power we have, a power that is unique and new in nature. When you look at who we are and what we stand for through that belief that we each have a natural, special power within us, it is then easier to follow your own true will your own true desires. A large part of our pursuit in life should be to more thoroughly understand our own power and to unleash ourselves out into the world. This is why it is so important to believe in this as a power and not view our differences simply as varying personality traits or some other variation on society's mainstream stereotype of an individual. As a power, it becomes almost a tragedy in nature and life not to investigate it, not to explore it. It's like this magical, intricate toy that we've all been given, and it lays there all wrapped up deep in a dark corner of our mind and soul. We should attack it like a kid coming down the stairs on Christmas morning, completely abandoning all tradition and protocol. The excitement and wonder of what we have inside should be driving us all crazy. When talking about listening to what's inside us, Emerson says, These are the voices which we hear in solitude, but they grow faint and inaudible as we enter into the world. Society everywhere is in conspiracy against the manhood of every one of its members. Society is a joint stock company in which the members agree for the better securing of his bread to each shareholder to surrender the liberty and culture of the eater. The virtue in most request is conformity. Self-reliance is its aversion. It loves not realities and creators, but names and customs. 
So often, I notice with myself that the first reaction I have to most things is my natural intuition, the grumblings of my internal genius. But then the brain quickly intervenes and weighs the world against me, and humbly, I admit, is frequently victorious. But Emerson is adamant about this problem. He states one of his most famous lines next, Whoso would be a man must be a nonconformist. He certainly becomes stronger here in his conviction that you aren't truly living. You aren't a self-actualized individual unless you are not conforming whole hog to society. He goes on to say, It is easy in the world to live after the world's opinion. It is easy in solitude to live after our own. But the great man is he who in the midst of the crowd keeps with perfect sweetness the independence of solitude. Then comes two lines that I feel sum up how I would like to approach life. The first is, Nothing is at last sacred but the integrity of your own mind. And the second is, No law can be sacred to me but that of my nature. This last line really sums up self-reliance. We should abide by our own hearts and minds. We should trust those truths and beliefs that come from, or at least are confirmed by, our inner nature. We are each equal in that we all have something special inside, and it is, in the end, up to each of us to unlock our genius. That brings us to a close. So until next time, I wish you well, and don't forget to follow nature's lead.